Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In the last video on planar tracking, I showed you how to perform a planar track using a perspective grid. This allowed you to track a surface as well as determine the correct perspective of the surface in order to correctly composite a 3D model. In this video, I'll increase the difficulty of the tracking challenge and show you how to deal with it. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. If you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. So in the previous video, we tracked this wall and I'd have to be the first to admit that it actually was an easy planar track. This wall gave us a good clean reference to track. And even though the actor was crossing it as an obstruction, the wall should not have been difficult to track. But let's say we need to track the other wall. Now scrubbing the time bar, there isn't a usable clean reference frame to get us started. Just to make this obviously clear, go to frame 1. All I have is a background being fed into this action, so select the background in the media list. In the action node bin, drag out a perspective grid into the action schematic. Double click on the perspective grid node and ensure you are looking at its tracking menu. Hover over the result view and press F8 for the object view. Now go through each of the corners and position the perspective grid so that it is aligned to the wall and the wall's perspective. In terms of the planar settings, enable lighting and occlusions. There will be a lighting shift as the camera moves and the actor is in front of the wall. So understandably, it makes sense to choose these options. Now press snap. The shape reference and the shape current frame appear in the object view. This is what we intend to track. Press Analyze. Pretty much within the next few frames, the perspective grid trips up and falls all over the place. Stop the analysis by just clicking on the UI. Now take a good look at the shape current frame. You will see that the pattern is all messed up compared to the shape reference. To cut a long story short, this won't track in its current state. Click the Go to Ref button. This will return you to frame 1 for the current reference frame. Now re-examining the image, there is still plenty of detail on the surface that is trackable. You just need to limit what is tracked in relation to the perspective grid. This is where GMOSCs can help quite a bit. Select the perspective grid in the action schematic. Switch to the action bin menu and drag out a GMOSC node. It should automatically attach itself to the perspective grid node. Now we are looking at the object view for the perspective grid. In order to draw this accurately, hover over the object view and press F8. This will switch the focus of the object view to the currently selected GMOSC node. You can now start clicking around the window area and start isolating the area to be tracked. Try not to include the actor as he will be an occlusion as he runs past the wall. Now you can track with one GMOSC and be done with it. However, you can track with multiple masks to increase the accuracy of the perspective grid and the planar track. Select the perspective grid node and drag out another GMOSC node from the action node bin. As before, hover over the object view and press F8 to change the focus to the newly selected GMOSC node. Draw the GMOSC on the other side of the wall. You can make it quite large as it makes a really good reference for tracking. 
Just as extra information, you can also use multiple GMOSCs for planar tracking when working with access nodes. This multiple mask workflow is not just for perspective grids. Now double click on the perspective grid node. Hover over the object view and press F8. We are now focusing on the perspective grid. And because the GMOSCs are attached to the node, they are also visible in the perspective grid's object view. Another important point to mention is that the masks are aligned to the perspective grid. So the masks have the matching perspective distortion and alignment to the wall. Now click Snap and look at the shape reference pattern. The references are still displaying the same shape pattern because the masks are not yet included. Change the analysis constraints to include the G masks. Click Snap again. Looking at the reference pattern, it only includes the portions of the surface that are isolated by the G masks. So with the reference pattern snapped and locked in for the current frame, click the Analyze button. Stop the track as soon as the perspective grid and masks move out of shot. If you stop the track too late, you need to go to the last few keyframes and press the Delete button until you get to the last good frame. Scrubbing the time bar, you can see how the masks were used to perform the track and the transformation data was applied to the perspective grid. Just to point out at the end of the track, the perspective grid will continue in the direction of the last keyframe. As a few last minute reminders, select each of the GMOSC nodes and deactivate them if you don't want them to influence the composite. You could delete them as the data is in the perspective grid, but it's always safe to keep them in case you need to adjust the track. You can now switch back to the result view with F4 and start compositing with the perspective grid. Remember you can always stop in the middle of a track, adjust the GMOSC shapes and snap the reference to the current frame before carrying on the track. More planar tracking workflows coming soon. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos. Oh,